On today's episode, we're talking black culture, trending topics, and more live. Hosted by yours truly, Alex Haynes, Alex Unmuted on all platforms. Unmuted Nation starts now. Very black. This is Boss FM. Welcome to Hump Day. It's Alex Haynes, and you are listening to Boss FM Talk UNR1. Exciting live uh, action-packed show for you today. My number one eight four four unmuted. That's eight four four eight six six eight eight three three. Unmuted Nation on Twitter and Instagram. You can check in with me. Uh, but listen, um, so there's a lot of weird things going on. I'm uh, and I got uh, Tiffany Linnell from Tiffany Talks coming up uh, in the second hour. So she's here. To kind of unpack everything that's going on, I'm so confused about some some things. I'm gonna tell you about Donald Trump. Uh, apparently, he is going to be reinstated as the president of the United States in August. Yeah, him. Yeah, right, right. Okay. Uh, Joe Biden is the first president to acknowledge publicly uh, the Tulsa terrorist attack. I'll talk to you about that as well. Plus a lot of weird things going on as we get ready for this hot girl, boy, man, woman, they, them summer. All of that coming up. Uh, so you know how we do this at the nation. Uh, this is not a one-sided conversation. I can't have the conversation by myself. So I need you to, um, you know, share this live feed, share the podcast if you're listening on the podcast and share the wealth. Okay. I'm muted nation on Twitter and Instagram. 844-Unmuted, that's 844-866-8833, Unmuted Nation on Twitter and Instagram. I took a quick music break and I'm back with you in six minutes. We drive and dive all all up in it. We getting all up in it, okay? 844-866-8833, Unmuted Nation on Twitter and Instagram. I'm back with you. Agree, disagree, be heard. Record your feedback on today's show and email it to comments at unmutednation.com. Yeah. You may hear yourself on a future show. That's right, y'all. You are listening to Unmuted Nation. My name is Alex Haynes. And uh, first and foremost... Thank you for rocking with me today, uh, and happy hump day. Happy June. Have I been here since June? I don't even know anymore. Like, you know, schedules are so weird, and everything is so weird, and I'm in meetings, and I'm on the air, and I'm doing interviews, and life has returned. But has it really? I'm going to ask Tiff about that in the next hour, because so many of us have, like, gone back. You, you like, many of you are just going back to doing things as normal. Your life has returned and you have resumed whatever it is that you were doing <laughs> prior, to, prior to the pandemic that we're still in. But I'm not, I am not, I am not doubling down on that at all. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Uh, bring my bed down a little bit. Okay. So let's, let me get this out of the way because there's some other things going on in our culture that I want to talk about. Uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> um, this is, this is pure comedy. Okay. Donald Trump has told, um, and this is, this is reporting from the New York Times. Uh, but some of, I, I, I admire, and I'm really here. I'm, I'm really, really here for some of my colleagues. I, my, some of my, my journalist friends that are in, in different areas. Cause I'm seeing headlines that are saying this, what, what it is. And can I get this out? Like, I, 
because I, I want to bring with you bring I'm gonna bring two pieces of, of of Trump news and then I'm gonna get this asshole out of my mouth. Okay, uh, let's just say this, and I don't want to hear any of that. He's a former president de- de- ter- uh, demanding respect. He never gave black people respect ever. He he's not, he's not a respectful person, and I'm not disrespectful. You know, just like I was mad, like you know. Anyway, let's let's get into it. So, as you know, Donald Trump, the former president, uh, has been telling people, and let me let me give you. <laughs> let me just give you the the business, right? He could definitely run for president again. A president can be president for two consecutive terms. I mean, in theory. If he decided to run again in 2024 and, you know, really the people that allegedly are following him now, um, he would be eligible, right? He could possibly win and be in the White House in January 2025 when he'd be about 80 near that or something like that. But anyway, according to New York Times reporter Maggie Haberman, Donald has apparently been telling a number of people he's in contact with that he expects he will get reinstated as president by August. Um, first of all, you can't be reinstated. You would first have to be elected and you weren't. You, you just weren't. You were not, bro. You were not. You were not elected to shit. You, you just weren't. Um, you just were not. And so you can't be reinstated. Because you weren't kicked out, your term ended. And this, this is why you got, you people need to listen to this man. Because in his mind, he is a dictator. In his mind, he runs the world, but he does not. And just like I told you, like, a lot of you don't even think about him. I don't think about the man at all until somebody calls me and told me that something he said. He launched his little website or blog or something that was trying to compete with his Twitter account. But again, I was telling people constantly, we're going to be done with him when he's out of the White House. That's why he had to go. Because many of you were getting physically sick because of not wondering what he was doing and whether or not your life was in danger every single day. No one needs to go through that pain and agony every damn day. I'm getting mad thinking about it right now. The man's gone. And so he doesn't have that power influence as the president anymore. So you know what that means? People aren't listening to him. They're like, okay, well, great. Anyway, Business Insider, uh, you know what? I'm going to leave this alone. I'm going to just tell you that that's what he's been telling people, okay? The Charlotte Observer says gullible Americans wait for Donald to return to the White House in August. The only thing that he could be signaling, and I want you to listen to me very carefully. The man was not, he was not playing with y'all. And, and we, we think the man, he is a clown, but me, you, I want you to really listen and I want you to listen well. I, I want you to listen at, stop that bad. Thank you. Just like he told the proud boys to stand back and stand by. He, this is, this, this could very much be a signal to those crazy ass QAnon, and, and think about, think about, and this is why I've been on this for two weeks. T- 
telling you that these revisionists in America that are trying to rewrite history and say that January 6th never happened, this has given Donald credence to say that he's going to be back in the White House in August. He's giving them the ammunition to do that again. And since these people have already said that it wasn't that big of a deal and these people were just tourists, your government has yielded this and has let this happen. And while I, while I get this out, <laughs> cause it's, this is it, it, it should be unnerving. But it's really not. I'm giving you a lot of excitement and a lot of energy. But I, you think I'm surprised by this? I am not in the least, okay? This breaking from CNN right before I got on air. Donald Trump has shut down his new blog website thing that I was just telling y'all about. Um, and, and it, it's been less than a month. You know why? Because nobody was reading it. Because you know why? In real life, no one really cares about Donald. No one cares. From CNN, the blog page that former Donald, President Donald Trump launched le less than one month ago after his team suggested he'd be launching a major new social platform has been permanently shuttered. Jason Miller, a senior aide to Trump, told CNBC that that page will not be returning. So from the desk of Donald Trump is now in the dump. Miller confirmed to CNN that the page had been scrubbed. Miller says it was just auxiliary to the broader efforts we have and are working on. Sure. Lies. Those who attempt to visit the page are now greeted with a web form asking for their contact information to receive updates through email or text message. And they're going to be asking you for their money because that's that he's all right, guys. I'm going to get off him because I can't do this. Uh, from the desk of Donald J. Trump was launched May 4th and came months after the former president had been banned from Facebook and Twitter. At the time, the page was billed as a platform by which Trump could speak directly to his supporters. Fox News, which first reported that Trump had started the blog, dubbed it a new communications platform. But late last month, Trump disputed Fox's framing in a statement. This is meant to be a temporary way of getting my thoughts and ideas out to the public without the fake news spin. But the website is not a platform. It's nothing, Donald, because it's gone. It's gone. Just like you're gone. And we want you to be, we want you to remain gone. Like, that's the goal. Like, this man can't come back. And I don't know what y'all don't understand about that. I need you to know that you can't just vote once every four years. But we'll talk about that. I'm going to talk about some black stuff when we come back. And I got Tiff Linnell from Tiffany Talks. Uh, coming up in the next hour. You want to stick with me? 844-UNMUTED, 844-866-8833. Welcome back to Unmuted Nation. Okay, so, yeah, I'm done talking about that. Uh, but, as you guys know, uh, Naomi Osaka, uh, has, there's lots of drama surrounding, um, and a firestorm. You know, people are waking up because this mistreatment of athletes, specifically female athletes of color, black ones, um, you know, it's causing a problem. And if you've missed it, um, I'll give you a summary of what happened. Osaka, who is a four-time Grand Slam winner, withdrew from the tournament uh, 
uh, the French Open uh, on Monday after being fined $15,000 for, for skipping a mandatory post-match press conference. She revealed that she has depression and said press events trigger her anxiety. Instead of conforming to the rules of the tournament, the 23-year-old uh, phenomenon announced said that she would prioritize her mental health and take some time away from the tennis court. That's the right thing to do. Right, because she's like, and and let you guys, and let me explain this. Right, as press and somebody that questions people, it makes people very unnervous when you come at them the wrong way. Right, and it's less the American media that she's been complaining about, but the media, uh, the French media and the foreign media that's questioning her and. Uh, shouting out what she did wrong and how she's going to do better. And uh, she says Osaka has gone on record in saying that she actually this anxiety began after she beat her idol um, and the, the press wouldn't let it go. So um, Venus Williams dropped an epic response to uh, what <laughs> Naomi did and uh, I don't have the audio for you because we're on a time crunch today and I gotta get through the show because we got a lot going on I got a lot to cover and I don't even think I'm gonna get through everything but uh, Williams who's 40 years old asked was asked Tuesday about how she manages her own experiences with the press and she replied for me personally how I cope how I deal with it was that I know every single person asking me a question can't play as well as I can and never will so no matter what you say or what you write, you're, you will never light a candle to me. That's how I deal with it. But each person deals with it differently. Classy response. And you know what? Uh, she's, she basically let y'all know you ain't her. And, and what other way, man? I, I feel like there's, there's just so much, right? So much that, that, um, goes on culturally for us and especially with how heightened things are in our not in only not only in our community but in the world and and you know far be it for me to ever come on this mic and make it seem like every day oh the world is against black people right that's that we all have to live in this world and the world in some instance is against people in general but in america it's pretty clear cut right right now there is a gunning for our rights and our freedoms and if you don't believe it's happening, you just, that's on you. Like, I'm not trying to convince you. Maybe this ain't the show for you. Because I'm trying to wake people up, trying to get people active, and trying to protect you. So if you don't give a damn about it, then bye. All right. Uh, y'all are really upset about these bon bonnets. I don't really want to talk about this. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. <laughs> the bonnet memes are all over the place. Essence uh, has announced... Uh, their lineup for their virtual 2021 festival. Everybody else is coming back, but I'm not judging Essence because we're still in a you know yeah so I'll also tell you how your vice president Kamala Harris is set to lead the White House efforts in protecting voting rights but the thing is the attacks are getting worse right? So I'm here for VP Harris coming through. But you 
you need to come through as well. And then not only is President Biden saying that voting rights activists and people need to step up their registration games and getting people registered and informed about these laws that are passing. It sounds to me like there's no hope that uh, these federal voting rights bills are going to pass. But I don't know. We got to sit back and watch. You got to watch. I got to watch. We all watching. All right. 844 Unmuted. I'm back with you in a moment. Agree or disagree? Be heard. Record your feedback on today's show and email it to comments at unmutednation.com. You may hear yourself on a future show. Welcome back to Unmuted Nation. I'm Alex Haynes, and joining me this hour is Tiffany Linnell from Tiffany Talks, uh, also here on Boss FM Talks. We haven't done this in a while, and uh, it's customary customary for me to want to get her take on some things that are going on. So instead of drawing this out, uh, we all got things to do, and I know you do as well. Tiff, welcome back to Immune Nation. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. How are you? What's going on? What's new? You know, taking it day by day, step by step, uh, and hanging in there. That's really all you can do. We've been in this pandemic, Ponderosa, Panini, whatever you want to call it, for about a year and a half. So you just make do. I'm ready to travel again. Well, I've, I've done some of that. Um, so you you say something that's really interesting. We're still in a pandemic. Um, um. By my definition and my standards, let me put it that way. So, because I don't really think people believe that. Um, and, and, and granted, I have been a little, uh, and I don't know, it may be a seasonal thing, but I've been a little disconnected. Um, I'm always kind of like oblivious to what's happening on social media unless somebody sends me something directly. Cause I just don't care. Um, right. I really don't. But as I was scrolling through this morning, um, I saw like footage and I know that it's Wednesday, but I, I was seeing footage and this is why I don't get on there because especially that, that one other one by Facebook, I don't like getting on there because everything's like four days old and everything that I was seeing was from like Sunday, Monday. And I'm like, are you showing it to me because you wanted me, you thought that I wanted to see it? Cause I really want to know like what's happening right now. Uh, right. Which is why I stick with Twitter, but I have not really seen that people are really taking, and I, I really feel like um, I think that we could probably say that we are closer to. No, you know, we're still in a pandemic. I was going to try to say that we've moved into an epidemic. Um, I think from the, a number standpoint, I think we cases are, are down tremendously. In those of you that. Uh, in this country, um, there we go. Also, a country that doesn't really care about other countries, but there we go. Um, <laughs> but there's still no cure for this thing. Correct. And you will still have to get probably at least a booster shot, uh, if not another vaccine. I don't know that we are to a point where you'll have to get 
a COVID vaccine every year like you do the flu vaccine. You may have to at least get a booster shot. They really don't know if we'll have to get a, a vaccine every year like we do the flu vaccine, but you will at least have to get a booster shot um, depending on which vaccine you got and probably all of them, but don't quote me on that. That's just a guess that we're going to have to all at least I think, get I, I think that's a I think that's a fair and educated guess, I, but I will say that I think people People have moved on, and that's because I saw two reputable news organizations this morning release Dr. Fauci's emails um, from January to, and, and of course, you know, like people say, we say email um, in this instance, and people start to panic. This is not a Hillary Clinton type. Oh my God, his emails, his emails—they were only released because they are public record. So when you work for uh, the government in any instance. If you work for a government uh, organization, and I don't care if you you have your email at the DM, at your local DMV, those emails that you receive uh, from your boss trying to find out what time you clocked in uh, and, and when you uh, <laughs> when you're taking your next vacation, all of those are really public record, kind of like your your salary. So, um, but I, I would say that the world is starting to move on from that. And it's really interesting to watch uh, people that were very hesitant um, about there even being a pandemic at all um, just like now acting like there never was. So I think we're in a really, really, really interesting time and it's, it's interesting to see. Um, I want to, uh, and I think as we talk about not just pandemics, I think it's important for us to keep in mind that this, for you, like you person that listens to this show and you millennial, it's important for you to know that this one was like, it's not just like, oh, bro, that was, there was a pandemic and it came out of nowhere. This world has epidemics and pandemics often because there's very poor health care and very poor hygiene and I don't even really want to go I'm not going to go off on a tangent on hygiene but you know those people's houses that you're not going to go in you might be one of those people that people don't come to your house and you're wondering why that is you're nasty and I I see I see people do nasty things publicly and that convinces me oh I don't not only do I well up here it, it's not likely that I'm gonna get in your car but I'm not coming to your house no I don't I don't know I'm very um particular for lack of a better word of whose houses I visit uh who I visit where I visit when I visit um if I've never been to your house and we're like friends, real friends, there's probably a reason. But I'm also that friend who will tell you, your house is nasty. Now I might find a better way to say it depending on the friendship, but I am that friend to say, no. See, you know, I'm not that. I'm not that friend and we're not going to sit here and pretend like I am. I'm that friend that's going to be like, this is nasty. Your house is nasty. Why are these dishes still in the sink? You know you have people coming over here. What the hell is going on in here? What is, is that a roach? 
you had to go. Like, and I, I really think like there's no you yourself are breeding the next COVID twenty three, right? You're doing it in your house because you have food on the floor under your bed. I don't even know how food got in room. <laughs> Off topic. But that does bring me back to I wanna talk about something. And I think, you know, while we go, we have to I'm I'm a serious part. I'm serious nature. But I'm also like a realist. As things start to open back up, and you know, I know that people are going places. I've been places. I've also traveled internationally. I don't want to do it again because there's way too much nose play going on. And I'm really not really into I don't even like people in my I don't I was about to say something. I'll say it. I, I know y'all like people in your holes, but these two, let's just like, let's not do that. So for me, it's just not, I'm not ready for that. So until these other countries start to bring those levels down, that's when I will be more comfortable. But as you people are going back out, let me say this. And I don't know if you saw this. Um, Probably not. Cause I'm like you about social media. Keep it. But this is this is one of those things that was sent to me, right? And if you're listening, I'm going to encourage you, like I always do, go to the go follow Unmuted Nation on Twitter and on Facebook, so that you can see this because you're going to hear the soundtrack that social media added to this. But you y'all are out here acting a fool. Exhibit A. She knew better than that. She knew how you with these unlimited brunches, y'all are out here becoming unlimited. You it's like your stupidity is endless. You have endless stupidity. She looked barefoot. Was she barefoot and went through that glass? First of all, I've never seen a windshield. No. 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 The thing about this, too, when y'all are reckless like this, somebody's always watching. Someone's always watching. Somebody is always there. And it's, it, it used to be somebody like me. Cause I could catch every moment. I used to be able to catch, and now I don't care. I don't, I don't care. But she knew that her ass, that that windshield, first of all, I am a hundred percent sure that the hood started creaking while she was climbing up it. I know that it was. She was hearing sounds and motions and, and, and like, I know that the windshield was starting to, I mean, the, the hood of that car started to get dented. So she knew. She knew what was happening and she proceeded and you're not going to blame this on unlimited brunch. That's what we're not doing. We're not going to blame this on unlimited mimosas. We're, I, no, I don't have the tolerance for that. I don't have, I don't, I don't have the patience for that. That baby went right through that window. God bless her. And because the- she had no business. She had no business. And I can hear her mama right now. Precious, get your ass off that hood. Precious. What you know, we have preciouses, preciouses, in our families. Cause that, that's a, that's a family name. It's also a significant cultural comedy 
that was not intended to be a comedy that we all think is a comedy because <laughs> Precious was funny as hell. But tragically. So my 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 charge to you is as as the world starts to open up, and I'm not talking to your your people down there in Atlanta because you people acted like there was never a panoramic or a ponderosa or a Piccadilly or a Panda Express. Y'all were just out here doing things. Y'all probably got something that hasn't been discovered yet, right? Just floating <laughs> around in the air. I still haven't even been down there to visit my family because I just really I'm like, you know, I'm gonna take my time and you back in it like that. I mean, I get it. Some of us down here are safe. So I just want to put that out there. But because ahead. it's not safe, it's, it's not. It's not. I'm sorry. No. And I'm happy that we were able to get lighthearted there because I have to pivot to something that people like to ignore. Well, I'm a, and I'm gonna say a few things, right? That are not. Obviously, people keep coming back and listening to me say this shit, but. Guest, a specific guest that says this often America hates black people. Yes. So, as you all were memorializing the troops that have fought for this country, I wasn't really like, thank you for that. And we appreciate them. Thank you for your service. Unfortunately, my memorials surround blackness. They're hella black. I just think about blackness all the time because I have reckoned with the fact, like I'm, I've accepted the fact that my black doesn't matter to this country at all, right? And so, so there's some people that like start to tune you out as soon as you start, start talking like that, which if that deterred me from my mission and my motive and my charge, then I would stop talking about it. But I don't really, the people that are tuning me out are the ones, you are actually the problem. But you're not going to hear it from me. You're going to get it from the people around you. So we're we're just off of the heels, which a hundred years ago, smoke would still be in the air in the Greenwood District in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where white vigilante white vigilante terrorists problem what they are destroyed a city only because the people were black and wealthy. There's a reference there. Hey, I'm sure they were also handsome and wealthy. But nonetheless, whiteness, yes, white terrorists, that's what they were. That's who they are. And so I think the problem is that it's not enough of us. And that's that's something I've been talking to some of my colleagues, fellow journalists in, in different cities about the verbiage that we use that's not curtailed by editors and, and newsroom directors on calling up if you're choosing me to report on this I'm calling it what it is I'm calling it what you call it when it's brown skin absolutely it was a domestic terrorist attack period they burned the whole city that lasted for 16 hours and I, I don't think people realize how deep it ran how long and how impactful it was and how detrimental it was to that community and then of course uh my angelo pops into my head and it's like well still we rise and i think that's what they're that's what they're banking on that's what right. they bank on all the time well they 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 make it through this so you know it wasn't really a problem it was a problem it is a problem right it didn't just affect what happened right there but this this terrorism like people like to call it the Tulsa massacre and I was reckoning with that on Memorial Day like I can't call it that this 
this country doesn't give a damn about massacres. They massacre everything and everybody. Uh, movie theaters, elementary schools with children, and nine times out of ten, it's white vigilantes that are either mad about not getting no pussy, mad about not, like, I don't know what they're mad about. They're mad about their work environment. They're mad at everybody. That's the thing. Like, y'all just get mad and shoot everything up. There's something wrong, right? While we're focusing on mental health for everybody else, let's, and I would donate to a white man mental health fund. I don't know if that's available. <laughs> I'm going to try white man mental health fund.org to see if someone's started that up because it's I'm necessary that because y'all don't, this country does not, I'm just not, I'm, I'm, and I'm not you sorry. You wouldn't donate? Hell no, because y'all can't seem to, first of all, this country does not prioritize mental health in and of itself. We do not talk about mental health enough, but if any mental health fund needs to be created, it needs to be established for black and minority people because we are still going through generations of massacres and traumas and everything else that this country has inflicted upon us. So no, I'm not going to give my disagreement your white funds to help your mental health because you had a bad day and decided to go shoot up Asian spas or you decided to go shoot up a church during Bible study. Figure it out like black people have been doing for generations since y'all have been killing and raping us. Figure it out. We figure it out. So you I'm so maybe I jumped the gun saying that I would donate to that damn white fund because you know I'm not gonna do that. I jumped the gun there. I do think that a fund needs to be established for us, right? I think that uh there was a study and I did some reporting last week. If you missed that show, podcast, right? And if you're watching right now or listening right now, whatever you're doing, whether it's live or via podcast, subscribe, like share or log off wasting my damn time uh, but I talked about that I talked about that last week that there is uh, an uptick in black people looking for mental health professionals and they're not available right once you finally find one in network and shout out to the uh Black Lady Sketch Show on HBO Max. They were talking about that too. Like when you finally find one on, in network, they the next appointment isn't available until the next five months. Well, in the next five months, I don't know how many more of us are gonna die. I, I don't know what I'm gonna have to deal with that work. I don't know what type of like you know we we need that. And so I think that um, you know the question is like, well, you know, therapists are trained by people, are Americans that can go to anybody else. I can't really go to somebody that doesn't a understand my trauma and b even believe it. Exactly. And therapy is expensive. And not only that, our insurance system in this country is garbage. It's garbage and it's expensive. So even when you do find someone in network, you're going to pay at least 50 to $60 as a copay. And then a lot of uh, therapists, psychotherapists, mental health uh, workers are not taking insurance anymore because of the hassle that you have to go through in order to get payment. Uh, and some insurance providers just now started covering mental health appointments. You get a limited amount of appointments that are covered, so you have to spread them out, and then after that, then you have to go to group therapy, and then you only get so many sessions of group therapy, but I don't want to sit in a group
who who determines this, right? Like, and and, and somebody, you can probably attest to this. I've worked everywhere, okay? I have literally probably worked at every company. And and if I have not worked at that company, I have worked in the industry. And I really didn't really understand what was happening when I was getting these jobs because I wasn't getting fired, but it was just time to go. But I had now have an understanding of how things work. So I worked in insurance for two years processing these claims and I know how they work. I know how they think and I want to know why they get to make the decision. Why is this corporation making healthcare diagnoses for the masses? I don't understand why that's the case or why we would allow that or why that's something that can continuously happen without it being checked. And I was continue and I keep saying I don't know why, but I do know why. I do know why. Because when you look at this Congress, and let's roll it back. Let's roll back this Congress and what it looked like before what happened. And I'm talking about both houses, the House and the Senate. Donald Trump woke women up, right? So all of a sudden you have this onslaught of women in Congress. But it's still unbalanced. You take the the handful of women that were thrown into Congress and you have old white men. And I'm not going to do that this year like I did last year, but come on. Old white men. Period. Running everything, right? And I think that we're, we're too... If this is going to, like, we... All of this... It's decorum, right? And I think that I've lost all of mine. So I don't really, like, I know some of y'all are trying to get it back because you got to go back into these offices and things like that. That could never happen to me because I don't have any left. I don't have any patience. I'm not waiting. I don't care about reform. I don't care about, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't want any more training, because you don't have to train these old ass white men to not be bigots. They're just gonna be bigots, so they need to be removed, right? You you can't untrain somebody that's willfully hateful and going to shoot you whether they're trained not to or not. Right. Right. This lady was on the force for 27 years, and this is not even what I, I can't do this today because I gotta keep moving. But this is like I'm, I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So I'm looking for people, right? Constantly, I'm talking to people constantly that are like ready to just look. Let's do this work. It's difficult. It's painful. Ain't nobody gonna hire you, so you gonna have to figure. You gonna have to hustle. You got to do some things on the side, and you gonna have to accept that. You're gonna have some bad days. It's not gonna be easy, right? And I think right. we added this too much. Though it recirculated because we're in that era last year that you, I, a, a lot of us, specifically black people in media, were very upset. I was mad for three months. I don't wake up mad. I just am not that type of person ever. But for three months, I was mad every single day. Angry. And I'm not violent, but I was angry. To that point, what's recirculating is all you coons out there dancing with the police. And use the word coons lightly. I don't. 
But that is coonerific. It was coontastic. It was coonlarious. It was ridiculous because the, and the answer for people that were out there dancing with the police, well, this is the way that we protest. We just showing that we won't love. No, not with like, no, no, no. What we did was we sent, we sent the wrong message. As long as you get out here and dance with me, you know, I'm going to convince myself that when you see me, you're going to remember that it was me. Because they haven't Because they didn't And so if you look at the statistics of people That are resigning from the police force Because they don't want to be held accountable That's the only reason you would resign Or there's a fear That we have to stop Moving funding away Because defunding the police is not ending policing Right? We don't even have to address that But there's fear in these police departments That if the Democrats Or if black people continue this rhetoric People won't want to sign up To be police officers Well, those people that don't want to sign up When they have to be held accountable Shouldn't be there I don't feel any type of way about that. I would rather your bigoted ass not have a gun that's licensed to kill and shoot whatever you damn well please. I would just rather that not happen personally. But you know. Here is... I have a fundamental issue with this country. A few of them. One of them being racism is real. Period. I don't want to hear that we are in a post-racial world. I don't want to hear that, you know, and Black Lives Matter is not anti-police. Stop making that synopsis. We are anti-y'all. Black Lives Matter means that Black Lives Matter. It doesn't mean anything more than that. It's not, it's not, uh, we're not trying to fight. We're not looking for an argument. It simply means that Black lives matter. And And you want it to mean something more than that. Right. And that is a minimum. Our lives mattering is a minimum. You have some of the, and I, I went off about this yesterday in another conversation. There are so many bigoted representatives, people governing this country based on a document that is over 200 years old with a few amendments attached to it that those even have some racist, uh, um, uh clauses within them. The 13th amendment was not perfect. It has that clause in there saying you can still be locked up if you commit a crime. So then they started inventing crime to lock us up. And I'm not making that up. They have literally invented crimes. There is I think it's in the state of Georgia where there is a law in a city that if you are walking down the street with an ice cream cone in your back pocket, then you can get arrested. BS legislation laws like that exist just so they can use it. I cannot tell you how many stories I have heard, experienced, and seen of being pulled over for window tint, for an air freshener because I couldn't see if your seatbelt was on, so I pulled you over. We have got to re-educate our systems. And on the topic of education, I don't want to see another state get rid of critical race theory. Y'all have been teaching... you hit I wasn't see see but you hit one of the reasons that they don't want it there because you start to discover that they created laws based on race literally so you don't want it taught 
And the the I, I've asked a few people, right? Because I, I have to protect my space and protect my mind. And you know, I just can't be out here just talking to white people all willy nilly. I just can't do that. I don't really know. And things are just way too shaky in this world. Like, I know what some white people, and those are the ones that I, I would probably talk to. But no, I'm not going to strike up no conversations with no new damn white people. These 75 million white people voted for the ass clown that used to be in the White House again. And you can't convince me after four years of that that, oh, you just thought he was real. He was the only one telling the truth. No, he was the only one making up lies and literally trying to dismantle what this, this great country that these people say <sighs> now I, I will be honest and that is really what boggles my mind how can you possibly say that we are not in a divided country when 74 million people over 74 million people still voted for Trump after everything he said about women after everything he said and did about LGBTQ rights after everything he said and did or didn't do for black people after everything he said and did to immigrants or those who are internationally displaced after everything he said and did to everyone poor white Americans even to the farmers to the local businesses to us to us you, you know I want to stay right here I want to land right here because I can talk about this all day the reason that people are the reason, and this hurts, right? People, I, I, and I, I say this about uh, about everything, right? And so uh, you'll watch if you if you follow this show or my conversations in any way, it comes back to the fundal fundamental ideal that people do not read anymore. So people are not informed because the only way that you believe. A habitual, cemented liar that's literally said out of his mouth that he could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and people would still follow him is at the only reason you believe that is because you don't have the mental capacity and and I'm not, you know, people are like well when you say that you can really deter people, the people are already disheard I'm not deterring anybody what that that's meant to do is just tell you that there's literature out there that you can go pick up, you don't have to believe a word that comes out of my mouth you can mute me, unfollow me, Tiffany, anybody else. You can mute all the all these people. Well, you know, I'm I'm conservative at heart, and like like that has nothing to do with it, right? Because nothing conservative. Is, there's nothing conservative happening right now. There's nothing. There's nothing but power grabs. Power yep. grabs, power grab, power grab. When you look at these laws that are being impl- implemented in states. Where you live, right? You mm-hmm. and, and, and like, and some people are like, well, you don't even live in a, a state like that anymore. I still got to be concerned because I have family and friends that do that right. don't read, right? I have plenty of family and friends that do read, but they they don't. You don't even know this is happening, and you think that things are just normal, or, or this is how things are supposed to work, or the fact that the abnormal is so normal that it's just normal now. No, it's normal. It's wrong, it's heinous, it's disgusting, it's problematic, and it is, it is the nature, it's the literal nature of this country. This is who America is. And until we accept that, you can't, you know what, you know what parents, and I, I can talk to, to, I'm talking to the black community, right? And white people, maybe your parents said this too, I don't know. 
and POCs. But my parents were very, 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 I was going to use the word strict, but they were just very, very intent to let me know that my actions determine who I am, not what I say, right? So it's not what this constitution says. Jefferson said all men were created equal while having slaves. Right. And sleeping with one. At least one. And populating the earth. A couple of states, right? Um, with one dick. So it was. It's not what he said. It's really what they. And that's and that's this country, right? If all men, all men are created equal. However, we will consider the Negro three fifths human. Period. That's written. And that I, I won't go so far to say. Now, yes, some people don't read, but some people only read what is spoon fed to them. You and I talk a lot about deconstructive, deconstructing toxic theology. And I think that we have to do that in our, with our education as well. I had to deconstruct the public schooling, public school education that I got about MLK and Rosa Parks being the most prominent people in black history. And, you know, Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue and whatever year that was 19, 18, 14, 17, whatever year it was. I don't even remember. Whatever the time was, y'all know what I'm talking about. I had to deconstruct that. I had to get rid of that societal normative thinking that my black life didn't matter. I am a grown woman and just months ago I sat on the phone and sobbed talking to my mom because I, as a black woman, felt unheard and unseen. Again, I'm good and grown and I still have moments where I'm like, this hurts. It hurts to know that this country and a people doesn't like me just because of the melanin in my skin. And I am pretty smart. I'm very intelligent. You can tell that I read everything. I had to and still have to spend years and a lot of time reading, like you said, Alex, different pieces of literature to learn what my black skin entails, especially as a black woman. If, if there's no other message that I push and push and push, it is that one, I am a black woman and I don't have to apologize for my presence. And so I try to teach other black people that as well. But black women especially have a habit and I do this too and I want it and I thank every black man and black person who has helped me work through this and continues to help me work through this. Stop apologizing for everything. And you know what? Like you say, you you were uh, really sitting and thinking about the word massacre and, and everything surrounding the Tulsa 100 year anniversary and all of that. I really have been sitting with the notion of the angry black woman for the last few months. And you know what? Yes, I'm angry. But you you know what else? I have a right to be angry. Y'all are killing us in the streets and in our apartments, killing us 
for breathing, killing us for trying to live our lives and literally do the best that we can after generations of murders and rapes and everything else and all the other traumas that have been inflicted upon us. And, and so saying it was an accident. And saying it was an accident or saying that it was lawful or saying that it was a, a lawful use of deadly force or saying that you shooting into a crowd not knowing what was happening because a young lady had a knife in her hand even though she was trying to defend herself and she called you that that was a a good use of deadly force yes I'm angry I'm not just angry for what's happening now I'm angry for what y'all did to my ancestors I'm angry for what you continue to do to my people I'm angry because you continue to lock us up for no reason especially for reasons that is making white people billions of money in different states so yes I am angry and you know what it's okay I am okay being the angry black woman I am okay being the intelligent black woman I'm okay being the black woman who's going to continue to fight until the day I die even if that means y'all kill me I am okay and let me be clear I want to say this right here and right now because I thought about this the other day in the shower if something happens to me I didn't kill myself let me be very very clear Sandra Bland did not kill herself and we still don't know what happened to her so maybe it's okay to be the angry Listen, and, and I and I didn't mean to come on your show and go off. I'm sorry. It's fine. You know what? I'm sorry. I made that abundantly clear. I made like no don't be sorry because you're not sorry I think I, I want to I want to focus on something that you said while also reasserting I said this I posted it it is what it is when they killed me I did they, it was them it was them there is no way I'm killing myself. I, I'm telling you that. There's nothing. No. I'm not. I'm not suffering from depression. I'm not. No. I, I am. I'm pissed off all the time. But yeah. I'm not killing myself. I'm not hanging myself from a tree. That because we don't do that. Um, but I want to say that, and I, I think that in this you should celebrate because in that unlearning, and that the thing is, and I say this often too, people don't want to relearn. Right. And that's right. just something that's that's a that's a human trait that we don't want to re- relearn things. And, and, and shout out to uh, my non-binary community right now, because I share this with people in that community and in the LGBTQIA LMNOPQRSEV community as well. Um, and, and even if you if you follow this show, you know that we did the Hear Me series. Uh, black trans woman hear me, black trans man hear me. And in hearing them, I, I share with them as well because it was a dialogue. People don't want to learn again. And it's right. almost insulting. And that's why, like, I know that I, when I say reading, I don't expect adults to read textbooks, but there is, there is things, there, there are things out there that you need to read that were not available for you to read, that were not offered to you in school. And right. so what you did, which is also in our communities, and I hate that this happens in our churches specifically, it's almost a sin to be more learned than the pastor. Oh, or the ministerial staff, right? Absolutely. You will get sat down real quick. It's mighty embarrassing that I am, but I think that what unlocks that is when you start to unlearn, it also makes you more receptive to understanding things that don't make sense in your realm of understanding, right? When you are focused on things that, uh, that you, that we operate based on what we know. 
And you're like, well, that was never my experience. Well, I grew up learning like this. Or I grew up and my, my mama did it this way. My grandmama did it this way. You're not them. You have wonderful and beautiful things in them. And I hope that you continue to share those things with the world. But there's something that you need to learn that was not there. It was not taught. There's something there that you can pick up if you make the decision to really just explore. And so in doing that, Tiffany, I believe that that made you more receptive to things that you didn't understand. It gave you a further understanding that, and this, this one, it gave you a further understanding that the fight for civil rights was for black people, but it was for all people. That fight was for all people. So, when we see the names that were erased during that fight, like Bayer Rustin, uh, a, a monumental uh, shaker in the civil rights movement that was silenced in the history books because he was gay, he was a part of that movement. And if you think for one minute he was just out here fighting for black liberation on his own and not the full freedom of who he was openly, you've lost your damn mind. But you have lost your damn mind. And I think it's so important for us to encourage others. And that's why, like, you know, I have these little things that it doesn't have to be big, right? I have private little meetups and link ups and kickbacks where I sit and I talk with friends and we explore things that we didn't know. We learn from each other, right? We, you know, my dad says all the time. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Right. And a lot of y'all, I know that you are the smartest people in the rooms I see you posting that you in. I'm not hating, but it's time to find another room. Find another room. Find another (laughs) One of the best things that I think... I'll say our parents, because I know your parents did this as well. One of the best things that they did was educate me outside of my school education. And so I had the benefit, and I think that's what made it a little easier for me and more receptive as I left, uh, you know, K through 12, is that I was unlearning in deconstructing what I was learning in school while I was in school. So that when I left K through 12 and went to my HBCU, it was easier for me to be receptive to what I was being taught there. The beautiful thing about that is when it happens in tandem, there was a lot of things that I never took in, right? And I know that I I am probably a monolithic in that way because I know a lot of people just regurgitate that. But there was things, you know, and and there when I I say because I'm a storyteller, you know, and people think that storytellers just embellish. I just be telling the truth. I really I I try to tell these people that I would literally get to class. I haven't even said anything, and the teacher is like, Alex, out. <laughs> just got the bell the the late bell hasn't even rang out and it's because that truth to power thing yeah has always been there right and i can honestly say that i've had to adjust what i took in it as truth because some of it was bullshit absolutely and it's not just from the school system, but some of that that tradition yes. is bullshit. Yeah. 
You know, my dad liberated me. I don't think he was intending to because he thinks I'm way too liberal in the first place. But he's like, you know, tradition. I, he's like, I heard the tradition was just peer pressure from dead people. I'm like, well, you ain't said nothing but a thing to me because nothing but a thing. I'm not trying to hold that up anyway. But you know what? There's a lot of tradition in a lot of areas in our lives. And, you know, that's one of my passions to talk about on Tiffany Talks is, I hate to say it, but we have taken in so much of the lies about ourselves that we started perpetuating that message within our own communities, within our own churches, within our own families. It, we have got to deconstruct and that. And it's a hot mess. It's a hot, we it's a hot mess. Like you're, you have made your tradition Jesus or your, or your faith or whatever your faith is, you've made your t- tradition that. And I promise you if you go back and look at the roots, whatever y'all are doing probably is way off from what right. the foundations or the roots were and it's important i want to i want to hit this because we're going to run out of time but there there we we watched what happened in tulsa um it was not it's not something that we i don't want to keep having memorials right so i'm not i don't really be like you know i i'm also getting tired of conversations i really want action I'm gonna take some action. I promise. And 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 I get a lot of flack for saying, which I'm like, I I don't know, y'all. You, that's what I mean when I say y'all ain't read the document. Because the one the one thing that's true about this country that they haven't taken back from black people yet. But if we if we keep our eyes closed, they will. It's the freedom. You still can say what you want, do what you want, and that is patriotic, right? So when they were coming after Cap because kneeling which is one of the most honorable things that you can do was disrespectful to the flag. But if you want to disrespect the flag, that's literally what the troops fight for. That's what the right is, right? So I say this because I know that, and and I I have a meme that we're going to put up about, um, you know, black Americans. We go through this struggle where um, all of our black other the black like first generation and second generation Americans they're Americans but you know they'll rep Jamaica real quick Trinidad real quick and they have a flag and then you look at black Americans and we like (laughs) (laughs) and people get offended like I I literally see people so you don't feel like that flag represents it Absolutely not. It is Most not. Most cars that represent place represent places that don't like me and will lynch me as soon as I step foot across their border. Absolutely not. No. It, and so I think, like culturally, I, I think that's where a lot of us are. But Bishop William Barber, he's from the uh, Poor People's Campaign. He does a lot of civil rights work. <laughs> Love him. He had a chance to sit with some. Um, and I'm gonna do it without sound, but uh and we'll share this on the on the uh Unmuted Nation social media as well. But he had some time to talk with survivors of the terrorist attack that happened in Tulsa. And he sang hymns with them. And I mean what the the joy to be able to do that with people that chose to, because I was telling, I feel I was telling you earlier this week, America routinely gives black Americans a reason to leave. Absolutely. 
So to see these elders there for me was just like I kiss the ground that you walk on because I can't I can't tell you in good conscience and in good faith that I I'm, if this continues like this then I'm going to willingly be here fifty years from now. Right. At the hands and at the mercy of people that really don't like me. Right. I can't tell you that in good conscience. Cause I, I For my Memorial Day, I remember and honor all of those who lost their lives on May 31st and June 1st, 1921 in the city of Tulsa. I made that so clear. They fought, they fought their own war. And that is the war that I honor. Not to say I don't honor others who have fought for this country. However, Memorial Day was originally set to honor those who lost their lives during the Civil War. And let me remind you very quickly that the Civil War was to continue to enslave my ancestors. So. We're so out of time. Time. I'm, but I'm going to reserve my rights to say that I have no comment. I don't comment on American holidays. But Juneteenth is up. Patriotic right. Juneteenth is coming up. Juneteenth shirts coming soon. That's that's not that is that's my patriotic right. I don't comment on American holidays because if I were to comment, the truth is I don't give a damn. Sorry, I, I don't. Um, before you go, though, I did want to cover some things. I know I don't know if you saw this. Um, there's a lot of weird stuff going on right now. And again, if you're just listening and you're not following, you're gonna miss out on this as well. There was a, a, a young lady in, in California that I'm sharing that because I know that you love your your fur babies and your children. This woman saw that bear swiping at her dogs and she ran out there and she fought that bear with her bare hands. No, they're going to have to take the dogs. <laughs> I love my fur babies. I I'm not fighting with no brown bear. No, I'm not fighting not with, no with no bear. You better get your butt in this house. No. And can I also say, if I live in a country that's requiring me to fight bears, it might be time to look... normal. This isn't normal. None of this is normal. I got black dogs meaning they black on the inside. Get your butt in the house before that bear take you. Because if that bear take you, that bear's taking you. I'm not fighting a bear. I'm not fighting a bear. I don't know that I'm fighting a bear for a small child. And that's horrible to say, but we may have to if try. If it's again. my small child, I'm going to fight the bear. I get that foot we in may me. have to try again. Children can be remade. Alex, a, a bear? That's Alex. I'm just saying. I don't know. All right, this last one, you know, <laughs> what I love about you, if you're only listening and you're still resisting the urge to follow. Um, you're, you will be able to hear this one. 
And I'm going to let, let the elders just speak because if you have any inkling of a black American in you, you know what's happening here and you know it, it's you're going to have to like lean in closely so that you can hear it. I'm going to be laughing, so I'm going to mute myself because every time I watch this, every time I hear it, but this is the embodiment of blackness. And this is also, um, this is, this is because I, I do know that POCs and white people watch the show as well. And we're all one big, happy, unmuted nation family. But these videos kind of help you understand who we are. We talk to you, but we say more with facial expressions and sounds. And that's who black people are. That's who black Americans are. That's how we communicate. Yeah, well, there's potato salad controversy again. Let me make something abundantly clear. I'm going to make something abundantly clear. And this is for those of you that are just starting to cook. You did a little cooking for yourself or some babe that you picked up during the pandemic that you let stay at your house and now y'all ain't broken. Y'all broken up, but you still trying to cook. Don't volunteer to make the mac and cheese or the potato salad unless you know what you're doing. In this family, somebody put shrimp in the potato salad. But regardless of who made it, the question is always asked at any black function. I know some of y'all call it cookout. I don't know where that came from. I grew up going to barbecues, but whatever it is, barbecue function, baby shower, wedding reception, church fellowship hall, who made the potato salad? That's a very important question. In fact... It's a regular question. You know what? I'm not, I'd be putting my family and everybody on blast. I'm going to go ahead and put the people up here on blast too. There's somebody that comes to my house to bring a potato, potato salad sometimes and people won't eat it. And they want to know who made that potato salad. It's got to be the right color. It's got to be the right consistency. It has to have the right stuff in it. And if it has an extra ingredient. Does it belong in potato salad? No. No, that's not being fancy. If it does, where you're from, you're here now. Ooh, so what's up? Putting shrimp in. No, no. Carrots in, but there are some cultures that. <laughs> and potato salad. I'm done putting my people on blast, but it, it's a, it's a real thing. It's a thing. But look, as always, Tiff, I enjoyed you being here with me today. And A Muted Nation continues tomorrow, uh, as well as Tiffany Talks. She airs uh, right before me on this same channel if you are listening in the Boss FM digital radio app available in your app store. Tiffany Talks, 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern Time, right here on Boss FM Talk. And, of course, she'll be back sometime down the line. That's going to do it for me. And uh, more... 
happens here on this station if you're listening uh, right now if you're on the podcast too oh well uh the breakdown with hans and christian is up next uh for now i'm out of here today is greater uh remember believe it speak it and live it you have to make the choice to be great uh your situation is not your destination so go somewhere and make it your motivation i love you i'm back with you tomorrow right here on boss fm talk you and our one unmuted nation and the unmuted nation podcast are registered trademarks each show is broadcast and powered by boss fm for more information on the show podcast or advertising email show at unmutednation.com